We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues, and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice-cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. Welcome into another edition of the Pack-A-Day Podcast, everybody. Thanks for joining us today. My name's Dan Kotnick, and joining me are my two partners, as always, every other Tuesday. It's Matt Freilich, and it's Janelle Mackey. Guys, how are you doing? Doing well. Doing well. Having a pretty solid Monday as we record this. I feel like I got yeah. um, had some R&R over the weekend. Got to watch a three-hour stream of the Mega Stream for uh, Game on Wisconsin. That was fun. Saw Dan killing it in there, so... Thank you. I feel I feel re- you're welcome. I feel relaxed. I feel ready to tackle some uh Packers news and training camp starts today as you guys listen to this. Janelle, what's happening with you? You know, Matt, this heat and humidity is just killing me. <laughs> Don't start. <laughs> Don't start. See, I see Janelle, I checked myself Sunday morning. I got up and I have the AC in my bedroom and I walked out and it was like a heat wave in my face. I'm like, no, no, no. My father would say, Don't complain. It could snow eight months of the year. Which oh, then throughout the day dad. I heard. Uh, well, my dad's smart. You know, I like to. I like to. I like. He didn't say it today, but it was. I was remembering maybe the thirty other times he told me that in my previous, you know, younger years. So it's just got to put in perspective. And now today in Green Bay, it's beautiful out. Like no humidity, nothing anymore. It's sunny skies, so it's it doesn't last long. So you got you got to enjoy it because I I hate. Apparently, everyone else likes the cold in the snow. I wasn't aware of that. I thought I was just in the majority, but I'm apparently in the minority, which is. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm, I love I'm getting around like 70 degrees. Like, I I get really hot really easily, so I need a good mixture. Like, I can have those hot days, but then 
we had that cold day after those storms went through and I was like, this is perfect. It's like 70 degrees and cloudy and I swear I thrive in that. I also don't have the skin that can survive in the sun. I went out biking <laughs> and I for like an hour and I was roasted. It was embarrassing. So yeah, Next I one. Yeah. like cold. <laughs> so I'm in the I'm minority in, in... here as well. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I would say so. I'm embarrassed to tell you, Matt, that like for the last three weeks or so, we have not, our air conditioning has not worked in our condo unit. And so it's been, it's been rough. It's not been fun. And it literally just got fixed today, like fixed earlier today. And so now the house is like actually at a livable temperature. And like literally 15 minutes ago, before we started recording, I like was walking around. I'm like, you know what? Like now I'm almost too cold. And then it took me a second to be like, are you kidding me? You literally just lived in the de- the depths of hell for three weeks, and now you're complaining it's too cold? Like, I, I totally feel you, because I wanted to kick my own ass after that. <laughs> but you know what's not cold, you guys? The hot stove. The Green Bay Packers uh, free agent hot stove, because Ian Rappaport, we need a, we need a name for, like, you know, like Adrian Wojnarowski for the NBA has a Woj bomb. We need a, a Rappaport something because he dropped the tweet yesterday on Monday that Everson Griffin has mutual interest. There is mutual interest between Everson Griffin and the Green Bay Packers. I need this, you guys. I need this so badly. I agree. Right when I saw that, they have to do it then, right? (laughs) Oh yeah, that's yeah, that's how it works. But guys, like this is my heart hurts. I I want this so badly. Tell me, tell me, I'm crazy. Well, do you want me to talk first, or do you want Matt to crush your dreams? Janelle needs Janelle (laughs) needs to get into it. I want Janelle to ride this wave right here. No, like let's get let's get good news, Janelle, before we get bad news, Matt. I mean, to make Vikings fans cry before week one even starts, I'm all for it. You know? like I live off of Viking tears. <laughs> exactly. Just to see them all. Like, especially with all the stuff with Cook going on, too. It's like, there's a lot of questions up in the air. Like, around here, at least, with everything going on. Like, is Cook going to show up? Oh, he's going to show up. And then all of a sudden, this pops up. And it's like, oh, let's go. I'm all for it. Like, our defense would be so scary. I would even be afraid to watch it as a Packer fan. All right, Matt. (laughs) We can pile pile on even more, Janelle. Like, Justin Jefferson may or may not have COVID-19. So, like, there there you go as well. Like, that's just a double, (laughs) triple whammy, really, for them. But, like, honestly, like, I'm going to start positive because it's late in the summer, right? Like, it's not like the Packers are in late March, early April talking about getting Everson Griffin. Like, there might be some real buzz with this or – you know, temperature because it's, they're going to get him on a cheaper deal than they would back in the beginning of free agency. Um, you know, I, I'm a little jaded because I feel like, like I mentioned before the podcast, which Dan's alluding to, it could just be smoke screens just so if he does go back to the Vikings, he'd have to, they'd have to pay some more money. But like, I'm looking at what his contract was the last few years. Obviously he had a huge bump um, back in 2014. He was getting 13 million a year, but everything after that, you know, there's that $10 million a year in 2018, but everything else below that is like, six seven eight million and like he's not going to get that at this point i wouldn't think on the open market so and especially with all the other defensive linemen and that are out there so i just think there's a really there's an actual viable shot they'd get him and i just 
I Dan's could barely contain himself before we started, before we started recording. I also <laughs> cannot because I'm thinking of what Mike Pettin could put out there. You imagine Kenny Clark, Zadarius Smith, Preston Smith alongside potentially a more polished, more reps, Rayshon Gary. You add an Everson Griffin in there. And the the possibilities are endless. Uh, Maggie Loney, per, uh, you know, was talking about the psycho defense over the weekend on the mega stream for game on Wisconsin. And like that, that's even more viable if they were to get someone like Everson Griffin uh, to fill the middle. And so the thing that I see from it, like the very first thing that everyone thinks about whenever we talk about big free agent signings is the cap space, right? Because that's been that's been like the the thing this whole year is we went out and we, you know, spent huge last year. And not only do you not have a lot of cap space this year, but you have a lot of guys coming up for contracts at the end of this season. Here is my pitch, my very uneducated pitch about why I think that you don't need to worry about that for this year. I think if you are able to bring in something like an Everson Griffin on a one-year deal, he is worth even more than what you're paying him because in this upcoming season, the the only teams that are going to win are the teams that have depth because you've already seen what happened in baseball. They didn't even get through a whole week and people are – you know, like half of teams are getting quarantined for COVID. And so depth is going to be a huge issue this year for everybody. So the more depth that you can add to any rotation, just right off the bat, it makes a lot of football sense. But I think this year it means even more. I think this year is the perfect year to take kind of these one-year shots and kind of create sort of a super, not a super team, but like, you know, kind of one of those uh, like ragtag groups where you're kind of picking free agent here, here, and here to kind of make a team that'll only really make sense cap-wise for one year and take like a big shot at it. Because I think that this is a this is a perfect year for for a team, really any team that has the depth and the talent to make a run for it because it's literally a crapshoot at this point. I or at least I think it will be. I thought you were going to allude to the the term dream team. And I remember when Vince Young said that when he's on the Philadelphia Eagles and how that went. So I'm glad you, <laughs> you said super team. I like that even more. Yeah. But, but I mean, that's like, does that, does that track? Does that, does my logic track for you guys about how that kind of works that I think like you figure out the cap stuff after this year, because I think this season is going to be completely different than any other season that we've ever seen before. And 100%. so I think you kind of throw, you throw the normal stuff not completely out, but you don't focus on it as much this year. I think this if there's a year to take a shot, it's this year for pretty much any team that's on the cusp of being a playoff team. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's I'm looking at, you know, obviously the, the Don of uh, Packers salary cap being Ken Ingles, his pinned tweet right now, and it looks like 8.6 is mm-hmm. what he factors in. And Ken does some, you know, analytics behind the scenes where it's, he kind of factors in how the Packers normally use their salary cap throughout the year if they're going to resign guys. So, like, that's a pretty solid number. And as I mentioned, you know, averaging six, seven, eight million, uh, you know, besides those outlier years when he was on the Vikings, I think you'd get him into that range of you know, three, four, five million dollars. I mean, I think that's comfortable. It kind of depends on, like, you 
you mentioned, Dan, at the start of the episode, just when they're going to have to sign all these guys, right? The Kenny Clarks of the world, Jair's going to need a deal. Aaron Jones may or may not play himself out of a contract. It's it's going to be dicey if they if they think they could pay for him now. But I, I do like what you're getting at because there's a I mean, there's a strong chance that if there's something, you know, there, let, let's just say, for instance, I mean, it happened today, right? With the Marlins or mm-hmm. yesterday, whatever you want to call it. Like there is a possibility that your team could have an outbreak or even maybe let's just say four or five guys. And that's still a decent amount of your roster. And plus, what if it's like two, three guys that are in the same position? What if by chance Preston Smith and Zaria Smith are working on celebrations or they're recording something together, you know, some fun video. And all of a sudden, Rayshon Gary, the young guns here, and he's hanging out. And all of a sudden, there's three dudes that you actually need on that defense. They have to sit out for two weeks. Like who knows how they're going to have to take it. So any depth you can have, especially at a position right now where anyone that would look at their roster would be like, yeah, defensive line's very weak. Like that's just a fact. Like you can't rely on guys like, like if something would happen, like a Dean Lowry, Tyler Lancaster, Montrevious Adams, Kinsley Kiki, no shots taken at him. But like there's, at the end of the day, you're going to need someone that can have some production, especially if someone you know gets injured or you know, gets the COVID-19 pandemic. Yeah. And plus like Everson Griffin, it's like, you know what you're getting with him. He's been in the league since what, 2010. He has Mm -hmm. like, I really don't think he's missed that much time either. So that's also not a concern with a year of kind of unknown. Like you were kind of saying, Dan, like this year, it's just, you have to keep logic in there, but you have to think of it so differently because yeah, this like football could end at any point this year. We literally have no idea. So you need some logic, but you also have to look at it with a completely different outlook. So you have to see what you're going to get from him and okay. So here's a guy who normally plays at least like, it looks like he plays 11 to 16 games in his seasons. He hasn't had a season where he's, miss completely so you don't have to worry as much about okay well if we only get the first five weeks is he going to get hurt week three because he's an injury prone kind of player even though he's really good so you also have to kind of take that in and yeah for a guy who is very productive on the field and just with everything going on with the depth you you guys keep talking about I think that's so important plus it's just it would be sweet. I mean, throwing all stats out of the window, like it'd be pretty sweet to get to see him suit up and have to face his former team twice a year. And I don't know. I think it'd, it'd be, be nice. It'd be nice to finally have one of those go for us, right? Yeah, usually, I'm tired of seeing. I'm tired of seeing Packers against us. Yeah, and we're always making fun of the Vikings, like you know, taking our trash off the curb. But I mean, this is a guy that on their team I look and it's like okay here's a guy who I actually would love to see on our team because he's one of those threats on on an opposing team where it's like I would prefer him play for us so if some if something happens and they can make it work it'll be absolutely insane because we really haven't had a defense to be excited about since last year and if you can just keep stacking onto that like you said maybe it's only a one-year thing but considering how far they got last year, if the season pans out to where they get to play all the way to the Super Bowl, if the season makes it that far, to be able to add pieces, even if it's just a one-year run, you got to do it, I feel like. Because that's the ultimate goal, is the Super Bowl. So if you can get the pieces, even if it's just for a year, if you're already close, if you're already nipping at it, why not try to go the extra mile to 
add into the pieces that you might have been missing. Yeah. So to put a bow on this, because we we've already talked like 14 minutes on just <laughs> Everson Griffin, and I thought it was going to be just like a couple minutes, and you know, and we took it and ran with it because it's so exciting. Um, to put a bow on it, I think for me too, I would really like. I, I would, as like a, a selfish perspective, I really would like to see something like this because the Jordan Love thing really caused a lot of angst for me. Not because of the pick itself, but because I literally have had to listen to that take for what three months now, three mm-hmm. four three months or so since since the draft, and like I just want I just want to everyone to shut up about it. Like this team, I, a a quick side note, because I have an unhealthy relationship with social media um, and hate myself to probably some degree, I got into a, I got into a a Facebook argument with on a Packer post with some guy that is from Italy claiming that Mark Murphy doesn't want to win Super Bowls. He only wants to make teams good enough to make the playoffs because that's how he makes money. I couldn't let that stand mainly because like I said, unhealthy relationship with social media. And I have a lot of deep seated issues that I failed to address because I'm a functioning adult. Um, but like, that's the kind of stuff that I see is all these stupid talks about the Packers don't care because they don't, they invested in a quarterback. Like this team cares. This team has the shot and this team is making a push for it. And a guy like Everson Griffin could be that piece that pushes us over the edge. So you need new now, news. Like I need new. I need better news. I just need. <laughs> I think that's what I got excited about was that the people were talking about the Packers, and it wasn't talking about how they haven't helped Aaron Rodgers with a wide receiver yet. I think that's what I was really excited about I more think, than anything. Uh, one other thing. It sounds like also the Arizona Cardinals are putting their hat into the mix, possibly uh, maybe to add with Chandler Jones. But I'm confused with our Italian Packer fan because. Winning Super Bowls does equate to playing in the playoffs. Dude, trust me. Nor, and Dan, I I have an unhealthy obsession with social media as well, um, but I've come to realize Facebook comment wars I will never get into. Twitter, I'll go back and forth a little bit, but Facebook is just a different breed, man. Yeah. Not get into the depths of something. (laughs) See, see, I'll say this. Twitter gets a bad rap, man, but at least, like, on Twitter, you can kind of moderate the comments that you have to see or run into. You know what I mean? Like Facebook is just the wild west. I actually really prefer Twitter to, to, to Facebook if if we're talking about it. Every day but, of the week. Yeah, every single day. But as a segue into what we really want to talk about, talking about the depth issues with COVID-19 this year, we want to get into the Packers opening up training camp and being able to do so because they – finally got, or I, I shouldn't say finally because it's not like it's uh, something that we've been really pining for, waiting for, uh, the Infectious Disease Emergency Response Plan, or IDER plan, approved by the NFLPA and the Packers should be all set to have training camp start up. Well, I guess, so here's the thing. Do we really say that training camp starts today I on mean, July they like, 28th? They report, I guess. Right, they report. Word it. Mm-hmm. they report. Right, they report. They uh, report. Lambert. Yeah, report today because they have all that testing they have to do first, right? Mm-hmm. It, yeah, yeah, it looks so like the like, whole week is. Pretty much, yeah, this first week. So it's like today, the 28th, 
they have a test tomorrow. They have a test on Thursday, no testing. And then on Friday they have a test. And then I guess on Saturday they start physicals and getting their equipment and stuff. So it's, it's kind of like a, let's make sure you don't have any, anything, but I mean, larger roster, obviously compared to like the NBA major league baseball. And it's just the one concern I have is like, you're not having these guys in a bubble and you're not having a long test frame, but hopefully they've been responsible with how they've been training, who they've been associating themselves with, how they're traveling to green Bay. So that's one thing I look at, but yeah, it's really, that's a good point by both of you. It's really not, you know, training camp doesn't kick off today, right? The guys aren't walking out of the locker room down uh, armed forces drive onto the, the field right now. It's literally just you're here. Yeah. I don't think they start anything till, August 3rd it looks like any kind of Mm -hmm. actual workout team workout wise I don't know it's just it's weird you know no kids on the bikes and it's just so different I know when I've gone to training camps in the past and I don't know where are they going to be practicing on their normal field where people could or how are they going to regulate where the fences are you know where fans would stand on the two end zone sides just kind of peering through the fence just all these things where you're like how do you regulate make sure people aren't around like make sure that they're not showing up because obviously Mm -hmm. the Packers are going to have to be able to go from building to building and it's just it's going to be interesting especially you you see when you go all these fans who fly in from other countries and travel just to watch training camp so economy wise in Green Bay what are we going to see with that and it's just you know I I feel like Packers training camp sometimes looks like it fills up more than some NFL stadiums do in the regular season. It's nuts. I would stand in line waiting for an hour just to get one seat to watch. Looking at you, Chargers. Looking at (laughs) you. You beat me to that, Dan. I was like, dang, Janelle's just going for the hammer on the LA Chargers right now. (laughs) It's it's just going to be so different. You know, you're so used to seeing just the fan aspect. It's almost like the training camp is more exciting for the fans than it is the players because they get to actually go see these guys for the first time. So I wonder if there's going to be any way for fans to be able to see still what's going on. Cause I guess I, unless I just am not up to date with the news with preseason kind of stuff, preseason games, I feel like I've read there's not going to be any. Yeah. Oh not, yeah. No, there's no games. Yeah, so, like, I didn't know if that so- was confirmed or not, but it's still just, I don't know. I I feel like we need to have a way to be able to see what's going on before the season starts so we can kind of just have that understanding of who are we seeing, what's going on. I don't know if how the news is going to go. I don't, it's just so weird having that unknown where we won't have our usual crews there being able to give us live updates on what's going on. And maybe it's just me missing all no, that. When I'm in Minnesota, I, I rely on all my Green Bay friends to go there when I can't be there and kind of update me like, oh, you know, Zadarius Smith broke up a pass. Cool. I, I don't get any of that update now. So, <laughs> so like, I, I think I heard this. I could be completely wrong, but I thought they're going to just be practicing in the uh, Don Hudson Center just, just so fans wouldn't come. I could be completely wrong Makes with sense. that. Um, but I think that's what you have to do, right? Just because we know the yeah. passion of the Packers fans. You can I would love to go to see them gathering up uh, along exactly. that fence. And you're not going to stop that. It's yeah. not going to happen. Um, How do you regulate that? You don't. 
you don't. Uh, Matt Schneidman talked over the weekend just about uh, Dan how the the tiers right of the like the reporters and stuff. There's like mm-hmm. five or six of them in like tier two. There's a few other ones in uh, tier three. So it's definitely going to be limited to who can be there. Um, and as far as economy goes, so um, I've mentioned a few times I live in Green Bay. I work blocks away from Lambeau Field. I could walk there in about ten minutes. Um, we actually just have a new client that we're starting on working on. They it's an auto body shop right across the street from um, the practice facility. And we were in there meeting him, talking to him and just shaking hands, you know, introducing ourselves and getting to know him a little bit better. But um, my boss just candidly asked him, like, you know, what do you, what do you normally get for parking? Um, and this was the day they finally limited from four games to two games for training camp. Obviously, as Janelle said, there's no games at this point. But um, he mentioned like a thousand to two thousand dollars. And this isn't a big area. Right. And like that's just for like a preseason game generally. So let's I mean, it, the economics that you talked about Janelle that's that's the part is living in Green Bay like it's it's so tough for me to not look at them together like a Packer season and the economy because they go hand in hand um and I don't I can't put either one of them ahead of each other you know I would I would guess I would have to tip the scale to like humanity which I don't think is a a far reach but like if there's no season in Green Bay by you know any crazy stretch of the imagination I mean, that really takes an impact to small towns. You look at like Cincinnati, Buffalo, Jacksonville would be one. I mean, there's you would have a real tough time recouping those funds. But at this point, I, every time I get on for a podcast, whether it be with you guys or where else, I always feel like I'm, I'm ill-prepared on the data, but it's because we don't have a lot of data to talk about how they're actually going to facilitate certain stuff like this. And I would love to know like if they're going to maybe put out a – uh, a jumbotron or at least maybe they would stream it on Packers. I, I don't know, but we're probably not going to get to see anything. And whatever, whoever of those people are, are the reporters that are in tier two or tier three, their, uh, their mentions and likes and retweets are definitely going to be blown up because it's a limited capacity at this point. Yeah. You know what, Matt, to kind of go off of what you said about the other smaller market things, the thing about that's different though, which I'm sure you are acutely aware of, I don't think those other a lot of those other cities would really I, I don't say this to be disparaging or to make a joke, but do those cities really miss their teams if they go away or if they not, or if they weren't there? Not Cincinnati, um, not not um, like Jacksonville, I, I, I don't think definitely Buffalo for sure. Buff, like, I mean, Buffalo for sure. And, I, you know, I'm not trying to like, you know, cherry pick each team that sucks that says like their team's going to go away. But like I live in I used to live and work in Cincinnati. And that town is a Reds town. It's a baseball town. Like people will still come out for the Bengals, but even when the Bengals are good, it's like being, it's like being up here in Detroit, not to say that Detroit wouldn't miss it. Cause I think Detroit actually has some semblance of a football culture around here, but like Cincinnati, they're not going to miss the revenue that comes in from from games. You could you might say that about Detroit too that I don't think they would really actually be that hard hit by the lost revenue from those games. I think that it, it, they'll it'll be missed, but this is going to affect the Packers way more than any other team which kind of uh makes the news from the um the owners meeting last week kind of make you feel a little bit better though with all of that because this team is set financially. So I want to go back to 
Francesco from Italy or whatever, talking about how the Packers only care about money. Well, now we're in the middle of a freaking global pandemic, so the Packers are going to be pretty set on money in case things happen like that. So maybe it is good that Mark Murphy is doing his job. So mm-hmm. emoticon that, Francesco. <laughs> um, I'm not saying that disparity. His name was Francesco. Um, Thank you for clarifying that. I didn't want it to come off like I was. I was being. I was. I was saying something <laughs> derogatory. Um, but like, th- like this team, I think will survive. But yeah, like, like you said, Matt, it's the community that's going to hurt the most out of this because I, I've come up for training camp before. Spent a week there, you know, coming from Ohio to come up for training camp, and all the things you guys have said have rang true with me. How special it is to be there for the first time that you get to watch the players come on on the bikes. You know, and you're seeing all of the you're seeing coaching staff walk into the into the Hudson Center. You're seeing some of the media guys, you know, walk into there. Like it, it's it's an awesome experience, and you know, something to speak about too. Like like Janelle said, uh, they fill that place up, and for a lot of people, that could be the only time that they could afford to go see the Green Bay Packers is at training camp, a free training camp. Like that, that, that could be the one time, like that's why, you know, spring games or college fill up so much because it might be the only time that some families and people can afford to go see the teams that they love to follow and can't spend the outrageous ticket prices. And so you just, you lose so much, you lose so much of your connection with the community. You lose so much of the support that the community gives you guys uh, as the team. It's completely necessary though. Right. Like that, mm-hmm. that's the thing that sucks is like there's no there's no one to be angry about for all of this except for a stupid microscopic pathogen, which that sucks so hard. Yeah, does, it's definitely going to be like you said, it's kind of sometimes this is the only time that people get to in person see the Packers. So I know I used to uh, with my best friend, we'd come out back when there was that. 5k and I was in shape enough to try and make it through a 5k and we would run that and then the next couple days go to training camp and it was it's just a blast and you get goosebumps when that first player walks out and grabs a bike like I could be it could be my first year it could be 10 years from now it's it's just like you get that feeling like oh my gosh football is around the corner and now it's kind of like oh training camp's here but we really don't have anything to look forward to. So, yeah, you kind of lose that connection that us as Packer fans and the Packer community all really strive for is that community connection because I think that's something the Packers are so good at. So hopefully, Matt, kind of like you said, if there's a way they can stream it, I think that would be so beneficial. And you know that people would pay a couple bucks to be able to stream it just for some kind of Packer football. But, yeah, it's it's going to be really – Weird. It's weird, I guess, is the only word I can think of right now. When you, you're so excited for something, but you don't know how to be excited for it because you can't actually be involved with it this year. Let, let me ask point. you guys a question. Let me ask you a question. What is, if I told you that you could pay a, a flat fee to stream all of training camp, like you'll, and the thing with the, the thing with the stream too, is it's gonna? It would actually work a lot better this year because the teams are practicing in groups of twenty. So, like, not you're not you're not having to worry about what offense is doing down here, what the linemen are doing over here, what people are doing on this side of the field. Like, it's going to be these small groups, so the stream could work. If I told you that you could pay just a flat fee to watch the streams, the entire training camp, what is what's the highest amount you would pay to 
be able to have access to the stream of training camp. I have one question. Is it, does it have to be live when I watch it or is it like the re-records I can watch after work? Okay. I'll add a, I'll add a twist to it. You can pay. There's one, there's a a lower level that you can pay to only have it live. Mm -hmm. And there's a higher level you can pay to have live and access to the recordings afterwards. So give me two of them now. I got, I'm going to say 30 bucks for the live and I'll say fifty nine ninety nine if I can watch it after the fact. Because, like, I generally don't make it to training camp. I haven't in a few years, and it's stupid since I live in town. I feel just really dumb when I don't go. Honestly, if I was, I, if I, I'm insulted, honestly. You should be. You should be. Like, I, And it's just like, it's, I let... Living you know, in Green Bay is wasted on the people that live in Green Bay. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so, like, if I was able to sit down after work and just, you know crack a couple hard seltzers and like watch the live stream, like, well, re-record it or whatever it was. Like, obviously there'd be stuff throughout the day I'd get on social media. Cause as Dan and I have a bad obsession with social media, especially specifically Twitter, like there would be highlights that I know, like, Oh, I'm going to get to like, Oh, I'm going to know that Chandon Sullivan did this play. Or I know Kenny Clark blew up this lineman. Like there's stuff that I'm gonna be able to watch. I would definitely pay upwards of 60 bucks. Janelle, uh, what are you thinking? Oh gosh. I feel like it's not fair to ask somebody who, is poor this question (laughs) 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 i mean it would depend on how much time i'm actually gonna invest into watching all of it because i know there's some days where i probably wouldn't check in at all and some days where it'd kind of be playing in the background and then some days where i would totally invest in it and just be so excited um i feel like i would if i could i don't know for which one probably around $30, whichever, whatever $30 would get me, that'd probably be the most that I could myself spend on it. Uh, but Dan, let me ask you, what, okay. let's say Everson Griffin comes to the team. How <laughs> what are you paying to be able to watch him out there? Well, I was going to say, I was going to say 30 sounds like a really good number to put out there. But then also I like, Personally, like thinking about it in my my heart of hearts, I'm like I would definitely play pay like forty to fifty dollars just to stream it live. Like not even like have the re-record for it. Like just to have the opportunity to have oh, yeah. it on in the background when it's live. Like I could I could rationalize it to myself to pay forty dollars for it. And if Everson Griffin is on this team, look Everson Griffin, if you are listening to this right now. I, I commit right now. If you come to this team, I'll do it all. I'll I'll buy a jersey. I'll shave your number into the side of my head. Like I want this bad. Uh, so yeah, if it's Everson Griffin, call it like a hundred dollars. I guess <laughs> that might tip the scales too for Mike Murphy and or excuse me, Mark Murphy and uh, Everson Griffin and his agent. Like maybe to negotiate if you're going to buy a jersey and shave your head. But like I'm what number would he be like that's that's what i'm wondering right now never thought about that it's hard to always think it's hard to think about like what numbers are still is 99 still out there it could be i honestly have no idea last 99 i remember is johnny jolly wasn't he 99 be pretty baller if he walked out in number 99 because usually that's like a tough guy number oh yeah that's that's that 99 and double zeros are do not F with <laughs> numbers for sure. I just like back to the 
the the bike thing, right? Like that is yeah. such a huge staple of training yeah. camp that it's so iconic. It gets national attention. There's always like a national um, sports news outlet that picks it up every year and talks about it. And just like, like Janelle said, there is legit goosebumps when you see a guy walk out or you see someone like Jair Alexander, who like he's becoming a superstar in this league. You haven't had a lot of time to maybe see face with him. And like, you're standing there and you see the guy and like, I'm six, three, not to brag. And I'm taller than <laughs> Jair Alexander. And it's like, dude, I am like feet away from this guy. Who's an absolute superstar. And he grabs this like kid's bike who he just bikes away. And it's like, just to be able to get that close to guys where it's like within feet of them to not yeah. have that experience, because not only like Dan mentioned, like that's your only chance really. If like you just can't make it to a preseason game, maybe you live out of state, can't get to a regular season game because they're absolutely astronomical. Like to be able to get that close for free and possibly have your bike get ridden. Like that's incredible. And like, even for the players, like there's players all the time, like a dude like Everson Griffin, he would leave, the absolute armpit of Minneapolis and come here to like have the chance to ride a bicycle. He, it would just blow his mind. Right. Like he wouldn't be aware of that. And like, especially like most important, like the, the um, some free agents that are a little bit younger, but definitely the rookies, like the Jordan loves AJ Dillon's uh, Josiah DeGuara's, all those dudes to be able to come here and just see how ingrained the community is in the culture. It's just, it's incredible to see their reaction from it. But we don't have this year. I saw something on Twitter this last weekend. Um, someone's campaigning. Maybe they should do it. It's not a big – it was just the idea that they maybe the Packers should donate some money to local organizations, maybe a Boys and Girls Club, maybe a Play 60, YMCA. There's tons of them in Green Bay, whatever organization you want to get to, and donate bicycles. I think that would be an incredible yeah. opportunity. And if my money from this stream would go to that, <laughs> I'll double it, triple it, whatever it would be, because that would be absolutely incredible. Well, yeah. see, the issue is that the money from the stream is going to go pay for Everson Griffin to come. So, hundred bucks then. We'll call it a day. Sorry, kids. No, <laughs> but no, no, Matt, you're right. Like that'd be the there's the, there's so many opportunities for for teams to reconnect with um, their fans and their community. Not to say that the Packers don't do that because I think they're one of the best at doing it. But there are so many opportunities right now in the middle of all this to create new opportunities to create engagement, to create new fans, to raise money for your community and become, you know, and remind people that you are a part of, of your community. And one final thing uh, I want to say out, like around all of this, all the stuff we've talked about today, the real reason I never seen Griffin to come to green Bay is that there'll be finally be another player on this team on the defense that is older than me, because I found out, the other day on Twitter that I am older than every single person on the Packers defense. And that really aged me fast. Crazy. Like I'm, I'm already getting like gray hair stuff coming in and I don't need that right now. <laughs> so if Everson Griffin comes in, I'll finally have one guy. That's how I've lived my entire life is as long as I'm not the last or, you know, as long as I'm second to whatever, I'm fine. So I need Everson in here to uh, to help me skew the number results. It's twenty. It's twenty seven, right? Like that's the oldest person on the defense right now. I think like, so. I think it's think Adrian so. Amos. Like that's yeah. on the defense yeah, as a wild. whole. Yeah, yeah. Average Williams. Tra- he's not on the, he's team, not on right the team. Oh, true. Okay, loophole there. 
that although was like I did the first see, one that came to my mind. I was like, there's no way. <laughs> although I will say I did see, as a little side note, something on Twitter that Trayvon William is having unofficial official talks Good. about coming back if the money is right. Love it. And apparently, apparently both sides are interested. It's not getting the Everson Griffin treatment because – you know, no offense, but it's it's Trayvon Williams. So this is Everson Griffin we're talking about here. Yeah, age um, difference, and um, you know, uh, unfortunately, I don't think Trayvon's putting his hand in the dirt at this point to fill up uh, the run. Right. So that's that's part of the issue. Uh, exactly. Other positive note I saw on Twitter real quick: Alex Smith getting cleared oh, right yes. now, going on the pup list. Like, dude. I'm telling you, if you guys haven't watched that documentary, I don't remember what it's called. Horrible plug for whatever entity that is. It was on ESPN, find... wasn't it? Thank you. It's holy cow, man. That like that is a it, it's amazing. He's alive, able to walk. I mean, to be able to play a sport at this point, even just like even if they would bring him in as just a mentor to Dwayne Haskins, like that's in itself enough because this guy clearly has the absolute dedication, just grit that you would want as a, as a football player, bring him in at whatever capacity, even if he's not going to get snaps from you, but shout out to Alex Smith. Yeah. I remember uh, it was a long time ago when his girlfriend or wife, uh, whomever it is posted for the first time, kind of the updates, like that was emotionally overwhelming. So just, yeah, to see somebody come back from something like that, a situation where it's a miracle that he's at where he's at, it's absolutely insane. So yeah, I I was so happy to see good news about Alex Smith. Like I've never had a problem with him. It's a player that I was really like. Obviously, okay, that come that came off wrong. Like I was like, oh, if it was a different <laughs> player, who cares? But it's like it's a bummer, especially when it's the good guys that have things like this happen to them. Guys who you're kind of rooting for their career, um, maybe. That's a little negative to say as a Aaron Rodgers fan to be able to talk about Alex Smith so highly, but no, it is really good news. And yeah, being able to be cleared for football activity activity is absolutely insane. I obviously would hope he doesn't rush into it, but yeah, even just to be kind of like a veteran on the sideline for the football community, I think would be awesome to see just to see him get back into it and get involved again. I think it'd be kind of like a, a light in a dark, dark time we're in right now to see something so positive in the football community. Well said, definitely. Well, guys, as we kind of wrap up this here, I want to just get you like your final, your final thought, your final, whatever you want as training camp opens up. What's uh, something you're hoping to see something that you don't want to see. If you want to go that way with it, 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 what just your final thought as we get ready to open up uh up training camp my big hope through training camp and since actually it's actually something that's happening it finally got here everything is good to go that just health wise like after they do all the tests I I hope that everyone's healthy and everyone can remain healthy I remember seeing players probably within the last couple weeks there's a lot of players who are very concerned right now especially with families and wives and kids and all this kind of stuff so I just hope that uh, through all of this, everybody's taking the most precaution they can to keep not only themselves, but their families safe. Cause it would suck to lose football, but it would also suck to hear about something negative from one of the guys we cheer for to happen because of all this, all cause we wanted football. So I hope ultimately everything works out and everyone stays healthy. To piggyback off that, it's, there's a lot of factors, right? And there's a lot of humans that are going to be involved with this 
this league right now. Um, you're going to bring in the roster, get it down to nine, or excuse me, get it down to 80. You have coaches, front office, whatever. There's going to be a lot of people around each other. I mean, they're going to do their best at doing it. All, all it takes is really one knucklehead. And that's, that's the problem. And I hope everyone just, if we can get through this, like, and I mean, we as like the football community or them rather, like if they can get through this and have no hiccups or no real, you know, catastrophes that I think shows a ton of what the NFL is as a family and as an organization, if they can all really like band together like brothers and just figure this out without there being a shutdown. I think that's, that speaks volumes. And then just back to the football field. I'm really excited to see the defensive backs this year. Some of the young guys see how the linemen shake out if they're any of them can compete, compete. Um, and then just the offense as a whole to see that next step in the second year for um, Matt LaFleur's offense. Dan, what about yourself? What are you looking at? Well, uh, let me just say, I agree with both of you guys. I think you guys said some really strong things. And I think it really makes sense. And um, I think that this, this whole experience coming up starting today with, cause you've got the first test coming in today and through this week. And after that, like, we, we've started the whole process. And so this is the start of the season now. And with that comes managing a completely unique set of circumstances. And so this is a moment for Roger Goodell and the NFL to show that they are competent and worthy of the position that they have. Because I think this could be a legacy-defining moment for Roger Goodell. I think he's he's batting about 500 right now. I think a lot of people give him credit for what he's been able to do with TV contracts and the revenue, but then when you look at the other stuff with punishments and uh, you know uh, different different uh, off the field handlings in the NFL, his legacy is a little up in the air. This can be defining good or bad for how Roger Goodell handles the situations that are going to come up. I mean, I, I want to give props to the NWSL and Lisa Baird, their commissioner who ran their month long tournament in a bubble with zero COVID tests. Like that's, that is a huge testament to the commissioner and that league for what they were able to do. Completely different circumstances here with the NFL, but still it all goes back up to the top with Roger Goodell. Anything that happens, any issues or fires that come up, you have to be the one that takes responsibility and you have to be the one that is doing the things that are going to keep these players and their families safe. Flipping to a little less of a serious topic, I too am really excited to see what happens with the defensive back group this year. I also really just am excited to see what what everyone's take is of Jordan Love um, because obviously that's been the talk of the town in green Bay is what Jordan love can do. What's he worth? What's, how is this going to play out? I want to get everyone's first take of, uh, you know, the first looks of, of Jordan love. So, uh, training camp obviously starts today. So there's going to be news coming out the rest of the next couple of weeks as we gear up for a potential start of the NFL season. So make sure you follow us on Twitter at pack a day podcast, like subscribe, rate review, all that good stuff. You can follow all three of us on Twitter as well. I'm on there at DK all the way. Guys, where can people find you? 
Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Matt underscore Frey underscore. That's at M-A-T-T underscore F-R-A. And make sure you guys are sticking with us throughout the entire training camp because we are a daily podcast. So therefore, you'll be always getting the most up-to-date training camp news. Janelle, where can everyone find you on Twitter? Yeah, you can find me at Big Mac underscore four. Mac is M-A-C-K. And uh, my Twitter will now also be filled with a lot of hockey. Hopefully, fingers crossed, hockey starts <laughs> next couple days. So if you hate hockey, I'm sorry. But, like, there's <laughs> August hockey. There will be hockey probably on my birthday, and that has never happened. So <laughs> this is exciting for me. So bear with me through the hockey and stay with me for the Packers. <laughs> Real quick, Janelle, who's your pick? To Stanley win Cup, it? who's taking it? Who's taking it? Uh, well, I have to cheer for the wild, duh, but... Well, there's a difference between cheering and <laughs> who you think is going to win. Realistically, so... oh gosh. I don't know, I haven't watched, there hasn't been hockey in like months. Fair. I don't even remember who was the, who was good and who was bad. <laughs> it's like a whole new season. I mean, there's the team, like, I I would love to see the Bruins, okay? If it can't be the wild, Thank let, you. let yes. it be the Bruins. I I love the Bruins. They're an old school hockey team. Plus, my boy Charlie Coyle is there now, so I got to cheer for them. They're my number two. Hell yeah! There we go, Janelle. All right, <laughs> Matt. Who's your hockey pick? Well, is Joe Pavel- <laughs> does Joe Pavelski still play? He is not with the Sharks anymore. He's with the Stars with now. The Stars. That's see. I knew that at least. I know it's been a few. Um, I don't even think the Stars are that good. Maybe they're good. We'll go with the Stars. Other than that. Um... Not Sidney Crosby. That's really all what it comes down Thank to. Thank you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's all we needed from you, Matt. That's awesome. all we were looking Glad for. I could contribute that small, small data of uh, hockey. <laughs> um, so, and real quick, too, I want to plug, uh, I've got my new show over on Game On Wisconsin YouTube. Uh, tomorrow, we've got our second show of Lombardi's Bar, 8.30 Eastern, 7.30 Central. We've got a super exciting guest coming on with us uh we are really jazzed about it so make sure you tune in um and subscribe and uh love us over there as well but guys until next time enjoy the the start of uh well i guess this week is covid testing and then training camp actually starts next week so enjoy all of it and until next time guys go pack go go pack go go pack go Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. 
That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.